BBC Six Music. John Richardson. Oh, hello. Welcome along. It's ten o'clock. Well, it's four minutes past ten. Let's not get uh, bogged down in the uh, niggly bits already. It's John Richardson here until one o'clock. I hope you're well. I'm sure you are. It seems the whole world is on form today. Even I woke up in a good mood. And if I wake up in a good mood, I can tell that probably everyone else has. Yare's on sparkling form. Good banter. Uh, Jenny in the studio got up early to have pancakes for breakfast today. It's just that kind of day. And uh, the world is in such a good mood that producer adam picked our comedy song for today so um that's uh, that's a revolution that's never happened before it's not so much a comedy song that we start with today as a, a novelty song um and a, a sentiment that i think we'll all agree with if you're just waking up if the alarm went off at 10 and this is the first thing you're hearing today then today's a day to get the curtains right open uh, and enjoy this by ambrose and his orchestra this is the sun has got his hat on for producer adam there we go that's the sun has got his hat on and that gets us right into what we loosely call the happy hour. John Richardson's happy hour on Six Music. Uh, the comedy song will be back next week. I had lots of requests. Um, this gets us into what we're talking about today. Lots, lots to do today. It's going to be a good one. Um, my full report on my first week on Twitter. Twitter, which uh, regular listeners will know, uh, is the craze that is sweeping the world. I signed up last week live on the show and promised to give it a week. Um, there'll be a full report on how I got on between 11 and 12, uh, at which time I'll be joined by my guest today, who's the comedian Dan Atkinson, good friend of mine, funny man. At 12 o'clock... Um, Matt Ford will be in the studio with uh, Fordy's one-week feature and news on whether he's uh, managed to get in touch with the football team that he'll be coaching. Um, and between now and then, it's the happy hour, and I'm going for it big today. I'm really holding nothing back. We've got uh, we've had lots of happy song requests. Twitter, whatever else you think of it, is great for song requests. I put out what we in the trade, guys, we call it a tweet. Um, I put out a tweet asking for comedy songs on Monday and was inundated. So if you requested one and that wasn't it, which clearly it wasn't because no one requested that, that was for Adam, uh, they're all on a list. They will all be coming up in weeks to come. So the comedy song back next week. But now it's the happy hour, which means on 64046 on the text and johnrichson.6music at bbc.co.uk, you can send in uh, all the good deeds you've done, anything nice you did for someone this week that you didn't want to brag about at the time. Now is your one hour of bragging rights. Anything good that's happened in your life. And I've saved up this week after every song in the happy hour i promise that today i will give you a reason to be cheerful something that happened to me this week that put a smile on my face we'll do one now right off the bat um, my first nomination for something that made me happy this week i caught up on my you've been framed uh, on monday this week i've got a little bit behind i've been away working on tour finally caught up watched one clip which i said i watched it i watched it about five times in a row nearly choked on laughter a clip uh, it's it's the small things it's the inner pleasures such as clearing film across a door and then watching an old man walk into it and fall over uh, that's my first nomination for a reason to be cheerful keep yours coming in 64046 and we will have falling down by oasis falling down by oasis is john richardson on six music um we've had uh, we've had a, a request uh, some desperate plea for assistance this is what happy hour's all about hello john i've always downloaded the podcast until today however i'm having a bad week this week so i've decided to stay in bed and listen live earlier this week i had five pounds stolen from me i know it's not a lot of money but in these troubled times and then to add to my despair my one month old phone was stolen whilst 
on a bus yesterday. I need you to cheer me up. Love from Mop from Ripham in York Yorkshire. Well, that's what uh, it's all about. So uh, in case you get to thinking that the world is full of bad people, we'll start off with just uh, a couple of good deeds. I did mine this week. I helped a lady off a train with a uh, with a pink suitcase. It was a heavy suitcase. I said, you need some assistance with that? She said, I can't ask you to carry that one off. It's a pink suitcase. Luckily, the stop in question was Swindon, and there was no street cred for me there anyway, so I lifted it off for her. Um, hello, John. How are you? I thought I'd let you know about the good deed I did today on Thursday. I was driving to work and came up behind a car in front that clearly had a puncture. The lady driving it obviously hadn't realised, so I got her attention and got her to pull over. She was a sweet elderly lady and said she'd only had the tyres changed yesterday at the garage. Even though she looked slightly nervous, brackets, I have a piercing in my face, she accepted my offer to change the wheel for her and I did so. It made me late for work, but I didn't care. It felt nice to have helped someone out, even when they hadn't asked. It's put me in even better mood than I already was. I hope your Sunday is going well. I will probably be lying in bed as you read this, drinking tea and eating crumpets. James in Eastbourne and a second good deed. Uh, Hello, John. My good deed this week was when I went to visit my dad and then went to my brother's work. Having been hit by the credit crunch, he hadn't been paid. Looks like he might lose his job and his wife has lost hers as well. After leaving him, I went round to the bookies, won some money and shared it with both of them. It was so grateful it almost brought a tear to my eye. I was rewarded for this good deed as I went into the bookies next day and scooped the £500 jackpot, although I kept most of this for myself, so maybe I'm not so good after all. Love to your mothers, Martin. Uh, More good deeds, anything you've done, let's really go for it. My second reason to be cheerful for the week is seeing Leeds United back on telly at long last. Um, It was rubbish and we didn't win, but it was nice to see them there. Uh, Nonetheless, this is uh, Rufus Wainwright and Movies of Myself. There we go, that's Movies of Myself by uh, Rufus Wainwright. We've had a few people picking up on a Contentious lyric from the uh, Ambrose and his orchestra uh, song that we opened with today, uh, and we apologise unreservedly for playing that. Had we known, we definitely wouldn't have played it. So uh, we're going to go back to the things, uh, uh, the way things were. We're going to play the comedy song such as it was, uh, and uh, with our full apologies, this is what we intended to play this morning. This is Herb Alpert and uh, the Spanish Flea. There we go, Spanish Flea by Herb Alpert. Uh, we've had some nice uh, texts and emails about my appearance on uh, the Now Show this week. Nice, nice in the sense that people have recognised it but um slightly derogatory in people's reactions to it um hello john i enjoyed your piece on the now show i thought you were just a dj um maybe you need to get out of swindon a bit more from anna um hello john i wanted to say how much i enjoyed your slot on the now show this week i didn't realize you were on it you see the thing is every sunday i listen to you while i bake with an impromptu day off today on a saturday i decided to make lemon drizzle cake and cinnamon whirls whilst listening to a few podcasts so i guess what i'm trying to say is i changed my baking day but still ended up listening to you tomorrow i won't be baking but i'll be listening in bed with what i hope is not a horrible hangover and a few people picking up on me uh lightly ribbing 4d as i do whenever he sneaks off and does other radio shows i have a little cheeky go at him um people saying that i should maybe um stop having a go at him since i sneak off and do other radio shows it's just a bit of harmless fun it's a bit of harmless fun that's all it is the big guy knows i'm only joking um hello john adam and jenny my reason to be happy today is that i fell over yesterday and hurt my leg Okay, Uh, this may seem rather odd, but it means that I don't have to go to work today and can lay on the sofa and listen to your show instead of having to download the podcast. Keep up the great work, Sean in Bristol. Uh, There's something quite nice about... uh, My mum's been uh, not very well this week and she's been having uh, a few sofa days. But there's something nice about once you've accepted that you're ill and you've got everything in place to deal with it, there's something lovely about going, right, well, I'll just uh, watch a load of DVDs. So I sent her up a load of DVDs and some CDs and she's just been sat watching DVDs. Oh, we've got a... uh, we've got a message on the old uh, on the old John Richardson show answer so I hope, hope it's not from Gordon Brown it's been uh, we had a bit of an argument last week I'm sorry I'm just going to have to check my messages 
Hi, this is John. Sorry, I can't take your call, but leave a message after the beef and I'll call you back when I can. Friendships can be shaken, but our friendship is unshakable. Treaties can be broken, but our partnership is unbreakable. And I know that there is no power on earth that can ever drive us apart. Oh, that's a bit awkward. He keeps phoning me up at like four o'clock in the morning, leaving messages. It's awkward enough. Imagine that, you know, that's a little sketch I've done about what it would be if he said that to an individual. Imagine saying that to an entire nation as he did. There's, you know, I'm all for the special partnership, but um, it was slightly embarrassing watching. Uh, we will have a request now, a happy song request. This is Time and Space by The Accidental after a short trail, and then after that I'll give you the full details of who we're playing it for. It always sounds awkward with just one person, doesn't it? Um, that's Time and Space by The Accidental. That's for Jack, who says, hey, people, I'm currently doing my GCSEs at school and the song that's helped me get through the constant coursework, mock exams and endless revising is Time and Space by The Accidental. If you could play it, it would cheer me up while I'm sat at my desk revising with the sun shining outside. Love to all and their mothers, Jack. I was rubbish at revising. It's really a skill I never acquired. I just get too fidgety and I just think my mind just works too. It's like an evil little enemy in my head going, oh, come on, John, let's be honest. If you don't know it now, you're never going to know it. You might as well. You've probably learnt it just by looking at it. Go away, do something else, then come back and have a look at it a bit later on that's the way to revise and it isn't sadly you just have to sit and stare at stuff so to jack and anyone else who's sitting staring at the same piece of paper for hours on end uh, we'll play that for you um another reason to be cheerful for me uh, i went to the dentist this week which is um worth the pain for the sense of smugness you get for the rest of the week i think knowing that you've done yourself a good turn uh, and another one from uh, anna and mark in bristol says good morning john we became auntie anna and uncle mark this weekend proud auntie and uncle of baby harry a very good reason to be cheerful anna Mark in Bristol and uh, a quick good deed before we've got some more for after the news and we've got uh, excitingly an internal nomination for good deed of the week this week very exciting only happens once in a while that someone on the show does something so good that it needs to be flagged up we've got another one this week uh, but a quick good deed before we go to the news John in Glasgow went to the cash machine the old man in front of me walked away and dropped his money I stopped him and gave it him back there we go lovely well done to you John um, we will have uh, Dan Atkinson from 11 o'clock and more good deeds and re- Reasons to be cheerful between now and 11, but now at 10.30, it's time for the Six Music News. There we go, uh, out of the news, that was uh, No Kind Words by the Maccabees. You're listening to John Richardson on BBC Six Music with reasons to be cheerful during today's happy hour. Uh, I have a clip by virtue of my next reason to be cheerful. It's um, This is what happens when other shows try and take our mantle. We have assumed the role of the show that is proud to promote maths and uh, try and make it cool, and occasionally other shows try and steal our thunder away from us. And this week I was uh, driving to a gig up in Cambridge and listening to uh, Five Live Drive when they had uh, a supposed maths prodigy on. They, uh, it was, I think it was World Maths Day this week, so they got on um, a young kid who's supposedly legendary at maths. And uh, unless you can handle it with the, uh, the maturity and the aplomb that we do, these sorts of things can backfire. So this is a clip from uh, the Five Live Drive show. See if you think this warrants maths genius. And I feel sorry for the kid because he's only eight. It must be a terrifying thing being put live on national radio and uh, given sums to do but I think we can all agree that he doesn't handle it very well and uh, the result is um, it's kind of car crash radio but it's worth listening to this is 5 Live Drive from Friday afternoon Are you very good at mental arithmetic? Dreadful Ah Dreadful Which is a shame because that's what we're going to talk about now Yeah I'm going to talk to an 8 year old boy from Stockport who's good at maths and I suspect rather better than you (laughs) and indeed perhaps better than his mum because apparently he's helping coach her through a GCSE in the subject he has Ben Hayward according to an an educational psychologist the ability of say a, a 16 year old 
So um, it's funny you should, you should be like this because I must admit, as a young, as a young boy, I quite liked um, you know adding things up uh, myself. I mean, uh, is it the rest of your family? Do they like adding add, just adding up numbers, or is it just you who like doing it? I don't know, but don't know. I think it's just me. Is it? What, what sort of map adding up do you do? Do you go to your dad with your dad to the darts? No. Um, <laughs> I think of quite a few hard numbers, and I just add them up. You just add them up. Do you want me to give you... Can I give you another one? Can I try you another another bit of adding up? Yeah. yeah. All right. Go on, I'll try and beat you. Cause okay. I, yeah, all right, come on, it's okay, on. Anita Bring it on. Ten-year-old bear. Here we yep. go. So, a man playing darts gets a treble seven. Right. And then a double 16. Um, <laughs> and then an eight. <gasps> Keep treble up at home. seven. Double 16. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm really panicking. And then an eight. Oh. How much has he got, Anita? 64. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I had this blinding fear. <laughs> what do you reckon it is, Ben? This is your um, moment, Ben. Come on. Was it treble seven? Yeah, that's yeah. twenty-one, isn't it? We've done that yep. bit. Double sixteen is thirty-two. So that's fifty-three, and then an eight. Come on, Ben, please. Add those together. That's fifty. Twenty-one and thirty-two. Fifty-three. Oh, yeah, please, and ben. then an eight. Twenty-one and thirty-two is. Oh God, sixty-one. 61, Ben. Take it. Take it. The honour is yours, Ben. Well, you know it now. You win. Ben beats you anyway. Did actually feel a little bit sick. Yeah. 21 and yeah. 32 <laughs> is actually... 53. Go on. 53? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. we were wrong, right? Then I said an 8 on 61. the end. 61. That's oh, it. Right. Well done, mate. Very good. Oh, it's, it's not fair. He's only a young lad, but that was painful. It's the fact that they'd moved on by like a minute and told him the answer, and he still went on with it. Poor kid. But uh, this is why you should never interview eight-year-olds on the radio, I think. So, do you, uh, do you go with your dad to the darts? No, no, not really. Okay, moving on then. Um, so, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed listening to it. We'll play another request now. This one came in in the week. It says, Hello, John. My girlfriend and I threw a dinner party last night. It was the first time she'd ever got drunk in her life. Um, I'm washing up now. I need some music to cheer me up. Can you play anything by Sigur Ross? So, we uh, took that as an opportunity to play a session track. BBC Six Music. It's the John Sessions. This is a uh, live recorded track by Sigur Ross. There we go. That's Heimer by Sigur Ross. That was recorded uh, for the Electric Proms on the 24th of October 2007 and we're playing that for Luke and his hungover girlfriend um, so on the subject of maths uh, we've had a good deed that comes in says hello John my good deed this week was at my college I helped tutor the younger years at maths uh, we did add in fractions and the girl I was teaching was really struggling but I didn't lose patience and persevered for 30 minutes and by the end she could add very simple fractions with a lot of help thank you uh, that's from Thomas uh, I've, I've had to scribble out some cynicism in there there was some slightly more mocking tones that uh, maybe we between 11 and 12 I would have read out but this is the happy hour and there will be no cynicism reasons to be cheerful for me a cracking run I had this week on Wednesday when the sun came out if I could give you one tip forget all that sunscreen nonsense wear sunscreen exercise it's the most amazing thing you would assume that exercise would tire you out you think oh if I went for a run I'd be knackered by 6 o'clock really gets your body going and you um, you really get flying so this email uh, from Grogan here's some good news uh, my daughter and I drive the same route to school every day as a result, we see a few human landmarks. 
people in the same place at the same time every day. For example, coat with lady, a very striking Afghan coat on a fairly nondescript woman, blonde with coffee, a potential new wife, should one ever be required. Uh, and the point of my note today, the imaginatively titled Fatboy. Since January, we have seen Fatboy. He's probably 13, waiting at the bus stop to travel the mile to his school. However, the good news is on Thursday, we saw him early and not at the bus stop. He was mobile, red-faced and proudly cycling to school on his new bike. Well done, Fatboy. Good news. I only get to listen to the podcast when walking the dog and I'm now a few weeks behind. Hopefully you still do the good news section. Cheers, Grogan. That's good. That's someone who's not listening live and knew what time to send that in. Good work from Grogan. Uh, slightly mocking tone, but, um, you know, it's all about potential and self-improvement and we support that. This is a good, good deed. Morning, John. On Friday, I went to the cash point to get out some money only to find £10 hanging out, just chilling out by the cash machine. Um, I took it and looked around for the chap that had been there before me and I spotted him going into Greg's Maybe it was 40. Must have been 40. Um, so I ran after him. Mind you, if 40 was going into Greg's, he'd be getting out more than a tenner. Um, I ran after him and returned his money. He was so grateful. I bumped into him a few minutes later and he offered to buy the magazine I was holding. I declined his offer as it was an expensive bridal magazine and he wouldn't have had much of his tenor left. Jilly in Super Leeds, who's obviously getting married or has some sort of psychological problems and just likes to look at people who are getting married. Whatever floats your boat. Um, our internal nomination for Good Deed of the Week is a pretty strong one this week. Uh, if you listened last week, you'll know that we talked to Al Pitcher on his, uh, while he's out on tour taking pictures we have a picture picture gallery on the website he had tickets for a Barcelona match this week uh, and the date of the match was changed and instead of requesting a refund or anything like that he uh, asked if any of our listeners would be in Barcelona on the date in question we managed to find someone for him and uh, no fee and no request of any recompense whatsoever Alpit just sent that guy uh, two tickets to a Barcelona match this week so um, I think Alpit who we'll be talking to at 12.30 is probably going to be our legend of the week but that will be for Dan Atkinson to decide he will be in with us shortly and we will decide who has done the best deed this week after a short trail we'll have some Kings of Leon Revelry by Kings of Leon John Richardson on Six Music Dan Atkinson will be with us very shortly Matt Ford is already in the building eating what looks like a uh, high cholesterol toasted slice of some description before he goes upstairs to put the finishing touches to this week's Fordies one week feature and no doubt some just getting some hot links through for his Fordy files this week something hot I'm sure some, some sort of revelation I, I can't believe he just 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 makes something up as if he's just googled something and basically reading a Wikipedia page. Um, some more good deeds, and then the final uh, reasons to be cheerful uh, for this week, and then a couple of extra clips before. I get worried about this time. You can never tell what's going to happen to me at eleven o'clock. I, I could just really turn, you know. Um, this is a good deed. Uh, these are the ones I like the best because it's quite a. It's a small one when you word it, but the thought of actually doing it, and I'm not going to lie to you, I count myself as a good guy. Do you know, I'm out there for the people. I don't think I'd do this. Uh, this is from Twigs in Ross on Y. Hi, John. I've just picked up an old lady's dog poo because she was struggling with her shopping. Now I feel sick. I dare say you do, Twigs. I dare say that would, that would do it to her. I assume the old lady had a dog, and she that wasn't what her shopping was. She's been out to buy some dog poo and dropped it. But, um, that I mean, that... Uh, that's up there with sending Barcelona tickets. Because say what you like about sending expensive tickets through the post to a complete stranger. It's a good deed, but you do not end up with dog feces on your hands. And say what you like about it. That that, that stretches as a good deed. Um, final reasons to be cheerful. Uh, last one for me. It's cracking albums in my pigeon box this week. I get sent uh, CDs this week. Some really, The new Bonnie Prince Billy album, which we'll be playing something off next week. I know which one I want as well. Um, live version of Astral Week. Some cracking stuff. So that's my reason. And uh, last couple of reasons for the list. 
listeners. Hill in North London. Reason to be cheerful, number 243. Nice to know you're keeping a list. Uh, ben is making me a bacon and egg sandwich downstairs as I text, and I get to feel generous about it because I let him take the only digital radio in the house down with him. And uh, hi, John. We're having a great day so far here in sunny Canterbury. It's my girlfriend Amy's birthday. Uh, she'd love it if you could dedicate a cheerful song to her. I certainly will, and quite a belter. Um, you laughed. Did I say that smutty? Did that sound... I certainly will. Um, our happy hour came this week when our little niece Jessica smiled for the first time. She's 42. Um, she's had a tough life. She's, I assume she's a baby. Uh, two more clips. This one was sent in by uh, one of our regular listeners, Ed, who I noticed texting. There were a few listeners who text into our show and text into others as well. And I'll be driving to a gig and I'll hear a text and uh, it'll come in for... I count them as our listeners. And it's kind of like... I feel a bit cheated on when they text like Simon Mayo and stuff like that. But um, we talked talked briefly about Mr T last week and he's been doing the rounds of press and uh, this was a this was a question we posed about Mr T why he was called Mr T and uh, Ed texted in while Mr T was on Dermot O'Leary to find out and uh, to say that his reply was given with uh, short shrift would be something of an understatement um i once heard you were called Mr T because you drank so much tea is this true Edgar Cartwright in Swansea no okay <laughs> <laughs> no uh... No, no, and who knew Mr. T made that noise? That's, uh, you know, that's, it's good for us all to know that a big man with legendary status occasionally just goes, and uh, the final one, this is the shortest clip I think we've ever played, but it really made me laugh. Um, some of the clips I play that I know are funny, but don't make me laugh. This one, I laughed for a good five minutes. A very short one, uh, a slight slip of the tongue from Victoria Derbyshire on Five Live. Someone called in uh, about a topic she was talking about. She meant to say, um, <clears throat> it's very nice to hear from you. Thanks for calling in and what came out was this very nice to hear from me it just it sounds so arrogant it sounds like she must have meant it and it reminds me of we had uh, david o'doherty in on the show a little while ago who plays a game where he swaps you's for me in song titles so uh loving you is easy because you're beautiful becomes loving me is easy because i'm beautiful and it reminded me of that and i think for the next two hours i'm going to try and talk with that level of implied arrogance so uh you're very lucky to have me here for the morning it's a pleasure for me to join you this is our final happy hour dedication uh, uh this is for the lady whose birthday it is this is my request. This is one of our songs that just, uh, I was singing it last week. I hadn't heard it for a while. I was wandering around uh, upstairs editing the podcast and I was singing it and Adam said, why don't we play that? And I said, why don't we play that? So now we're going to play that. This is uh, Marillion and the Uninvited Guest. After which I'll have Dan Atkinson on an unrelated topic. He was very much invited. There we go, Marillion. Been too long since we played Marillion. Um, it's John Richardson on Six Music at 11 o'clock. His guest o'clock, and this week's guest is Dan Atkinson. Hello. Morning, John. How are you? I'm uh, good. Very yeah. well, yeah. How's the sun done for you this morning? Yeah, it's all right. It's um, It went on my face. Yeah, not just it. your face. Your hands. You've covered most of the body up. Yeah, yeah. It's advisable when leaving the house. <laughs> That's something I work on when getting dressed. How much of this can I cover up for the safety of the people at large today's the first day that i woke up and it was really sunny usually when i wake up to come into the show it's it's been building and building and building and today was the first day that by the time i woke up it already felt like a proper day it was already happening apparently it's going to be one of the hottest summers ever really coming up yeah according to according to hearsay uh yeah my they were nan, a great band my nan's elbow was playing up. <laughs> yeah yeah i can feel it <laughs> my nan had a little uh, lump on her elbow that used to make her shudder when i pressed it and as a child you can't tell a four-year-old not to and i feel like it's one of the things that looking back because i used to do it all the time she used to call it her widget and right. i used to press it and she used to oh <laughs> 
Oh dear, children, eh? Someone said that I, I played the clip of the uh, eight-year-old being interviewed on the radio, and someone said you should try and interview an eight-year-old and see if you can do any better. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go there. I wouldn't even try. You know what I mean? I listen to uh, Adam and Joe are uh, doing a bit at the moment where they play clips of them. You know, did you used to make uh, radio shows when you were a yeah, kid? Yeah, as old women. Um, <laughs> we, we were like nine, nine-year-olds. Uh, I suppose we had the advantage of not having broken voices yet. Yeah. We used to do sort of high-pitched um, Ethel and Mavis radio uh, shows. Nice. Yeah, it was really um, it was really ahead of its time, and that's why it wasn't well-received. Yes, yeah. Well, mine wasn't well-received just because I didn't play it for anyone. <laughs> um, I used to uh, DJ on a station called Rocket Radio which uh, oh. is a little commercial venture of my own. Um, and listening to them play theirs reminded me, and I wanted to listen to mine. Uh, I have no intention of ever releasing it, ever, for anyone to hear other than me. Does it still exist? I've got the tapes. I, I run out all the tapes. I've got loads so of tapes So you could bring it in past. on another week and play some of that on your show? I certainly could, but that will never happen. In the same way, I could come in here and just do the show naked like Yare does, but I'm not going to do that. It's just not my thing. <laughs> um, uh but I realised, it's quite a depressing thing, I got the tapes out, I thought, oh, I'll have a good listen to these. I no longer own the means to play cassettes. It's oh. just something that's... Do- and it was never a big thing. I never thought, oh, I better keep that. It's just happened, and suddenly I was really de- depressed. It was like, I can't play tapes anymore. That was my youth was tapes, and now I can't... And I'm going to have to go out and buy a tape player. And it- I'm going to look ridiculous going into cheap, Argos or somewhere, um, just for a cassette deck you get one for two three quid now exactly but what are they going to think they're going to think you're naff tapes are naff it really takes all of the sexiness out of a ghetto blaster when you're like it was just tapes yeah yeah just turn that one over there we go (laughs) (laughs) but it's quite a you know a depressing thing there are things that you realize are just just dwindled away and gone and then you're old and in the grave exactly i go into argos and some 16 year old behind the till is going to say well i can sell you one but you do know it's 2009 don't you Yeah, shut up. That's awful, isn't it? You you know you're being judged by a 16-year-old, and it matters. That's the key. Yeah, and it's not even as cool as vinyl. Vinyl was cool for the generation. Like, oh, you kids want to listen to some vinyl. I still still keep my old records. You can't go, oh, I've got a cracking mixtape upstairs (laughs) that I did of... uh, You know when WWF released an album? I've mixed it together with a Gladiators album, and (laughs) I have actually done that. It's Um, not going to fly if you go into a club and meet a girl and go, hey, uh, do you want to come and see my tape? (laughs) Yeah, they are alphabet. (laughs) That's right. Um, Well, what we'll play now is, um, uh, as a reward for Happy Hour, we all try and be optimistic, a nice sort of, a slightly more chilled out record, so you can all just, uh, a moment of detente to relax uh, some Goldie. After this, Dan, your first job as guest is to um, decide who of our listeners has done the best good deed of the week. Um, Happy Hour is the hour where you can brag about good things you've done. So if you've done anything good for someone this week, you can share it and then decide which of our listeners to which we will dedicate the rest of the show. This is Inner City Life by Goldie. There we go, Inner City Life by Goldney. It's, uh, Goldney? <laughs> and the rest of him. It was an old, uh, residential hall at the university I used to attend. So, uh, there we go, that's a little flashback, uh, by Goldie. Um, I dropped out of university. It's nice that the memories are still there. I can still remember kids, right? Um, so, Dan, the good deed of the week. Have you done anything nice for someone this week? A little mm, good turn? No, it's just no? been another week. <laughs> um... First one we should do is the internal one. Al Pitcher, um, a regular guest on the show, is he? Uh, sent uh, tickets to a Barcelona football match that he'd bought that he couldn't attend to a random stranger who listens to the show. Yeah, so I, w- I can't award that because <laughs> it's, uh, 
it's ostentatious behaviour. He clearly wants people to know how well his tour is doing. <laughs> I can afford to throw away tickets to a football match. It's smug. Okay, it's fair enough. all over. Well, we'll, uh, we'll put that argument to him when we call him live at 12.30 today. <laughs> um, so, um, listener once, Twigs in Ross and Y picked up an old lady's dog poo for her. Right. That's got to be well up there, hasn't it? Yeah, as long as it was genuinely altruistic. And he wasn't just doing it for his own... Oh, he wasn't out looking for an opportunity. Okay, you've made that quite sinister. Um, Jilly, who uh, ran after an old man who'd left his £10 in the cash machine, found him in Greg's. I like that. I like that. That's a good one. That's pure altruism. Yeah, that is, yeah. Um, Interesting that she points out that it's an old man, because I think we'd all look... And I think we all make judgments there, don't we? Well, so if it had been a banker, then we would have hated her. Well, if it had been a guy in a suit with rings and medallions on and, you know, diamond earrings, then maybe you'd think, Ugh. Mm. If it had been that guy, RBS, Fred Goodwin, you wouldn't be running after him, would you? Yeah, I, I, no. Technically, uh, this is my money anyway, Fred. <laughs> um, that's a little bit of satire for yeah. you there. Someone's been on the Now Show. <laughs> Stinks of satire in here. Um, someone who was driving behind an old lady who had a puncture, she hadn't realised, flagged her down, and then changed the tyre for her, and was late for work as a result. Wow. Are you giving that out of ten? Nine. Nine, good That's one. That's better than the cash point. Is another good one. Someone who uh, went to visit uh, his brother at work. Uh, the firm's been hit by the credit crunch. Looks like his brother's going to lose his job. Yeah. His wife's already lost her job. Went to the bookies, put some money on, won, and split the money with his brother. Right. I mean, You're not looking too impressed. No, we don't have figures. I mean, it could have been literally a... Time. £500 jackpot. Oh, we do have figures. We have figures. Uh, don't well, make me bring figures. I, I'm not sure £250. I think that's small compensation for the loss of your job. No, well, yeah, but he didn't he have didn't to have give to it. It's his brother. Okay, we, we have quickly moved on from happy hour into cynical and uh, underestimation of good deeds hour. And someone who tutored uh, younger people at school with maths and helped a girl learn simple fractions. Did their job. <laughs> no, no, they're a student, but they um, they did it off, off their own back. Thomas. Yeah, uh, I think it's the tyre change. It's the tyre change? Yeah. Okay, okay. Because you could flag someone down. You don't have to change that tyre. You could ring the AA or do that. I, I couldn't change a tyre. I couldn't change a tyre. <laughs> and there's very. Have you ever had to phone the AA to change a tyre for yeah, you? It's I a have. very low house. point. <laughs> Outside your house, yeah. yeah. I've I've done it in um, in the car park of a supermarket where I've got back and my car's had a flat tire. And it's if they're just there anyway, it's not bad because it's just like, oh yeah, it's just easier if you do it, mate. Because uh, I've got a meeting to get to. If you have to wait for like an hour, they say he's not going to be with you for about an hour. Okay, I'll wait because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> the best thing I've found is to make it opaque when you ring them. Don't let them know. I'm not sure what's wrong with my car. There's something seriously <laughs> wrong with it. Because then, then the judgment comes later when the guy turns up. You go, you are a tool. Yeah, yeah. But at least the phone call's safe. Yeah, well, I don't mind the phone call. That's anonymous. I just put on, um, put on like an old lady voice. Oh no, I was driving and my car made a noise. So will you send a man? And they go, certainly. John, um, <laughs> we've got your details up here. Yes, um, bye. <laughs> I just uh, avoid the Slightly problem. Eastern European at the end as well. <laughs> yeah, I've got a problem. <laughs> um, I'm on long drive. Uh, we will play some yeah, yeah, yeahs, and then afterwards, um, you picked up on a good thing that I don't think we made the most of in the first half hour, which is a uh, half hour I went properly northern then, didn't I? E crimes, human landmarks, things, uh, people that you see every day. Because I have a little, I'll do that as a joke. If I uh, pick up someone from like Swindon Station, I'm driving them back to my house. I'll sort of do a 
joke guided tour of Swindon. I go, oh, there's the big uh, wheel there. That was, uh, and I make up a little story and I go, oh, there's Alan. Alan stands there every day. So uh, if you've got any human landmarks that uh, are significant to you, 64046, music at bbc.co.uk. This is Zero by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Zero by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's no reason not to play that. No, nothing, zero. Nope. Right, guys? Yeah? Shut up. You're lucky to have me here. Very nice to hear from me. Yeah, thanks, Vicky. <laughs> um, so, have you got... Uh, we've had a we've had a good deed that, that's come in that someone, obviously unhappy with your choice, that oh, feels I... it should be usurped. Uh, while you're doing good deeds, my boyfriend talked to me on the phone all the way home during my 40 minute, 45 minute walk home from a party as the bus broke down at three in the morning. Doesn't sound like much, but he was so sweet to phone and make sure I was all right. <laughs> Amy in London. If that wanted to come in before 11, I might have been a little bit more sympathetic. <laughs> oh, I've got a boyfriend and a contract. <laughs> it all sounds a bit clingy to me. Yeah, yeah. He needs to. Uh, he needs to let go. Just uh, move on. You need to. Part of learning to love each other is spending time apart and all that. I bet she's really glad she wrote in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's eleven till twelve now. It's crabby hour. We've moved on. Um, <laughs> so you you expressed during that song that you uh, not only do you know of human landmarks, but are afraid of becoming one in case you become an assassination target. D- yes, which now makes me sound pompous. I realise well, that. just um, slightly uh, problemed, troubled. Well, no, I, I, I'm fully aware people aren't out to get me now, but should I do anything <laughs> that puts me in the firing line, I have no set patterns and I'll try and take different routes so people can't... And I there's something slightly depressing about becoming a human landmark, that people can set their watch by <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. surely you need more variety. When I was... When I was, was I used to walk to school um, to save the forty five p bus money and then spend it on chips. Cha ching. Yeah. Was that chips a day or two days? Bus money constitutes a bag of chips. No, uh, one bag of chips at Evans, a small bag for forty five p. Oh wow. Um, yeah, good chips. Those were the days. Yeah. Couldn't do that anymore. You got to remortgage your house to get some chips now, right, guys? Anyway, I was walking, and every morning there was a woman who I called uh, the Victorian values lady because she had a face from victorian times um, <laughs> you know, some people have faces where you can pitch it backwards in time someone said yeah. i had an uh, an elizabethan face oh, i can day. say that a bit i don't understand i think that. they just mean you've got a beard you look old yeah you've a look of francis drake about you but the, um this woman had this shock of red hair and every time i passed her i couldn't help but under my breath say you've got You've got the values of a Victorian woman every day, and it becomes a thing, you know how you get into a thing that you've got to do every Obsessive time. Obsessive compulsive disorder. I don't think it's that. <laughs> um, I have to say it or my cat will die. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was just a woman, and she's probably quite progressive in many ways, but I thought that she had, you know, dogs chained up in her yard, and <laughs> ruled with a rod of iron. There's a man that I see every morning on my way into Six Music from the Tube, who's just walking out, he's a really cool-looking guy, um, slightly older guy, but he's just starting to go grey, but looks really cool with it, sort of swished across. And yeah. um, he's one of those people that I just assume works in the media. And yet, he's always walking down Great Portland Street with a bin bag. And I thought, he obviously lives locally, he's just taking his bins out. But I've seen him right at the top and right at the bottom. And he's always got the bin bag. So he's just walking the length of Great Portland Street with a bin bag. He might work in the media removing litter from the premises. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just a uh, waste removal man who takes care about his appearance Why first not? thing on a Sunday morning. 
baffling. Um, keep them coming in. We've got a couple which we'll go through afterwards, but now it's time for... I asked you if you'd like to play uh, a track, and you picked uh, Bellowhead. Yeah. Um, is this... Uh, is um, is there an anecdote that goes with this? Or you just really like them? There's not really. I heard them um, for the first time at a festival, and they're, it's it's folky, and I, I always hated folk. Right. Um, but then I hate is, folk. This is... But I don't like, mean the music. This is forward sort of disco folk. Okay. Wow. Disco yeah. folk. Um, all right. Copshaw Home Fair coming up after a short trail. There we go. That's Copshaw Home Fair by Bella. I like the sound of it. I like it. Yeah. You, you weren't. That's not your favourite one. Well, that one's uh, clearly more folky than the others. Uh, yeah. But it's still good. It's still pleasant. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got some human landmark stuff. I say we've got some. We've got some great ones coming in. There's something I feel I should pick up on a, a text that's coming from Haley. Dan Atkinson once hit me in the face with a cushion. <laughs> your face with a cushion. <laughs> Wait, it when gets a woman better. writes in and, and the first line is yeah. Dan Atkinson once hit me in the face, yeah, you have to and think your back brain's through. going which one? Which was one? That? Yeah. <laughs> um, once hit me in the face with a cushion in the early hours of the morning I during did. an impromptu game of Mallet's Mallet. Yeah, I did. Mallet's Mallet's a great drunk party game, isn't it? It was, it was Mark Watson's 24-hour show. Okie dokie. And, uh, and it was the one he did in Melbourne, and they did a live link-up with uh, the UK. Right. And I did the night shift, so I got back from a gig at one in the morning, went in, and then um, hit women in the face with cushions. Okay, well, that's, <laughs> that's a nice thing to do. Edinburgh does strange things to people. Uh, you'll be back up there this year, I'll be back up there. I dare say there'll be a point where we all do things that we regret. But, uh, oh, I don't regret that. <laughs> Human landmarks. We've got a few listeners who are the human landmarks. Uh, Minnie and Skelmersdale. Uh, as I stand at my bus stop at 8 o'clock every morning, the same woman drives past me and she started smiling at me now, so I guess that makes me the human landmark. Could be love. Um, Emma says, I judge whether I'm on time for work by whether the old couple up the road have walked their dog past my house yet. <laughs> they go at 7.30 every morning without fail. I had this argument with someone this week. We were talking about... Um, when you get old, and they were saying, look, I go on holiday with our elderly relatives, and you're not, you can't leave the house until 11, because they won't leave the house until they've done toilet, because they just, you know, and it's, it's really inconvenient, because you want to go out and do stuff when you're on holiday. A, I don't want to go out and do stuff when I'm on holiday. I want to do as little as possible. Mm. Secondly, I really like the idea. They were saying, oh, I, you know, I dread getting to that age where I can't, you know, go out. And I can't wait to get to an age where I just go, listen, I'll get this on the table now. I ain't leaving the house till I've gone to the toilet, because I do it in my own toilet or not at all. It's just one of my things. It's refreshing. I've 70 years going around, having to wait for service stations or blah-de-blah. Not anymore, right? I just think that that is exactly why you want to get old, isn't it? Just to be able to say, these are the things I'm willing to do, these are the things I'm unwilling to do, and that is it. Um, how do you feel about old age? Oh, I'd like it. I think I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. I hated being young. Yeah. And uh, now on the cusp of getting towards that end, I think it's going to be great because you can be uncompromising. It doesn't matter what people think. There's no buying trainers or anything. You can just <laughs> have the business of being horrible to everyone you meet. Just go into trainer shops just to have a young guy come and say, oh, can I help you? No, bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will uh, we'll squeeze in some PJ Harvey before the news. This is Black Hearted Love. That's I Might Be Wrong by Radiohead. Of course, I'm never wrong. You're very lucky to have me here. What do you reckon, Rachel? Very nice to hear from me. Yeah, you too. Um, apparently, that's Rachel Burden, not Victoria Derbyshire. More fool me. Very angry. Five live listeners on the text. Actually, actually, John. Um, so we're talking about human landmarks, and we've had uh, one in that I think will be of some interest to you, Dan Atkinson. Let me hear. Um, hi, John and co, um, uh, by which he means Dan, Adam and Jenny. I live in... Where do you think he lives? 
um, uh, a box. No, I live in York. Oh, I used to live in York. I used to live in York, which is why I said it was... Continue. Um, Virtually everyone is a human landmark in York because you see the same people everywhere. I'm thinking of marching up to some of them and asking how they are. Special mention goes to... You might know this guy. uh, The bloke who brings his two bear-like, uber-fluffy dogs into town every weekend. He says a small child could ride on one like the fox in Labyrinth. Uh, Ambrosius! Cheers from Martin C. in York, the fox of course full name sir didymus if we're gonna do it we should do it properly um do you know that guy from york i don't i don't know the dogs i don't know the man york's a lovely place isn't it it's a good place to live eight years i did eight, uh, most years in bath then york right wow you've mm. lived in some nice places well, there's nowhere to go now you can't go to leicester after that yeah although leicester's lovely in its own right before people start. Well, i think you knew you you need to do what i did which is that i lived um, pretty much on the gateway to the lake district uh mm. in my um adolescent years and you just take for granted that if you pop over in that direction you're new yorkshire dales pop over in that direction you're in the lake district you're only about an hour and a half yeah. from the peak district nowadays you've got birmingham the m4 yeah nowadays that can be in ooh, chiseldon by to, um, <laughs> but what you do is you, you find out what you like, you go away, and I'm looking forward now to getting to a point in life where I can go back to those things and appreciate them all the more for having left. Because I think people who grow up in those places and never leave, they don't really appreciate what they've got, I think, and they become a little bit they become a bit possessive. And I think if you travel around and you see other stuff, you realise that you don't own the area, you're just lucky to be there. Yeah, it's a great, a great call for diversity and change. Yes, yeah, I can do serious stuff. Um, where, where do you, have you thought much about where you'd like to be at the end? At the end? Not at the very end. <laughs> with loved ones. You're going to die liked... a very old lady with lots of photos. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I'd like to live abroad at some point for a few years. Wow. I think it'd be great. You know, nowhere too demanding. And certainly not Australia or America. I don't know where, but I think it'd be good to... You should try... be careful. We have a global audience listening to this show. And well, you not... think you're safe slagging off a, a country I didn't miles slag away. off anyone. It's just I not think you me. just said that you wouldn't... I think you just said Australia was a dump, mate. And uh, Australia uh, uh, might as well sink into the sea. I'm pretty sure... That's what I'm reading into what you said. Well, you know, it's... Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a, I, I, look, I don't want to bring out my racism on that. <laughs> I, um, I, 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 I like... How far of... away, then? Like, Europe... Yeah, maybe Europe. Yeah? yeah Italy? Live... Yeah, that'd be... All right, yeah, I'll live in Italy. And then at the end... You're very easily led. Where do you want me to live? <laughs> and then at the end, Wales. I would like you to live in Italy, then I could come and see you. Um, yeah. And I, I think... I really want to go to Italy, but I don't speak Italian, and I'm scared to go places on my own. It's an amazing culture shock when you go there, because they, you know how every here everyone looks at the floor because we're scared of making any kind of personal contact? They all look and at you in the eye. And stepping in chewing gum. They, everyone looks you in the eye, and you've got these beautiful women looking you in the eye and you think they all fancy you because, because of the culture <laughs> but then you make mistakes you sort of say oh, you you love me don't you and they go oh, who are you yeah it's just normal but it is it's fascinating to be looked in the eye by somebody ever there, there is a continental lifestyle that it, the thing that gets most oft quoted is just the passion with which they speak about things isn't it when they're walking along the street and english people just oh, bumped into judy the other day she said uh, she's had a bit of an illness and uh, but continental people would be having the same conversation but hands flying around yeah it's a much more exciting way of being alive but um I think you'd get tired of it. I, I, I don't think I want to live abroad. But um, speaking of locking people in the eye, maybe they're thinking, hey, I see that guy every day. He's a human landmark. Or whatever <laughs> that is in Italian. Smooth link. Humano landmarkio, eh? 
Um, hi, John and team. Every time my friend and I leave the train station and walk to school, we see a girl who has the same coat as I do. And without fail, my friend will very loudly proclaim whilst doing a double take, uh, Oh my God, you guys have the same coat. <laughs> That's I funny. get very cross. Both uh, the same coat girl and myself cringe with embarrassment. This only encourages my friend further. That is one of the funniest things I've heard. Yeah, Lottie in London. That's a good one. Yeah. I am. I'm that kind of friend. Don't <laughs> ever show me you hate something because I will just do it more. <laughs> um, on the bus to work every morning at 8.30, I go past a woman who has exposed herself to such high amounts of UV light via sunbeds. I fear she has altered her molecular structure. Clearly, she thinks she looks great, but she looks like an unfortunate extra in a hideous sci-fi show. Very unfortunate but it does give me a laugh. Love to your mother's Chris from Bootle. Uh, every day on the bus, there's an old man in a big coat and a cowboy hat that waves to every other bus with an old man cane and a woman that's at my friend's work every day called Scary Mary. She comes in every day to make a complaint and a scene. Chris, Northern Ireland. That's the age we want to get to. I like the sound of the cowboy hat, man. Yeah, I want to make a scene one day. I don't think I've ever made a scene yet. I'm going to save it. That's an anecdote you're dying out on, isn't it? You were the guy who uh, made the scene in the bakery. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Tell me you ain't got no pano raisin. Um, we're going to play another session track now. BBC Six Music. It's the John Sessions. This is The Long Pigs, recorded for Radio 1's evening session on the 16th of August, 1995. That was very nice, wasn't it? I really like that. I haven't heard The Long Pigs for years. Mm. Very good. Since about 95, I would reckon, when that was recorded. I made a mixtape with The Long Pigs on. <laughs> yeah, you can't listen to that anymore. No. Those days are long gone. Someone offered me a tape player. Someone said there's a good dude. They'd give me their cassette player. It's very nice, wasn't yeah, it? Whoever texted that. Been petrol coming with a better one. <laughs> yeah, petrol coming with a massive. Uh, I've got a better deed for you. Stacker system. <laughs> Do you know, they were all the rage, weren't they? It's you know the 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 huge size of them. The bigger your stereo. Yeah, yeah. I had a massive, uh, you know, really cheap one, but. A massive one. It's such a big thing when you get to like twelve. You're like, yeah, now I need a big sound system <laughs> for my room. Yeah, size so is everything. Play uh, Brett the Hitman Heart and Macho Man Randy Savage's rap. Um, <laughs> we'll get through a few more of these human landmarks, and then we'll talk about something else, shall we? Why not? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Probably. Someday we've got the whole world to talk about. Um, morning, John. Leicester is not famous for much other than Gary Lineker, but has a great selection of human landmarks. There's Bags of Guns Man, a man who <laughs> wanders around the city with a big camouflaged army bag and an air of Tackleberry from Police Academy. <laughs> That's the only reason I read that text is because it has uh, the phrase an air of Tackleberry from Police Academy, which is a wonderful uh, turn of phrase. Uh, there's Slow Mo, who's a gaunt Richard Branson lookalike who walks around in super slow motion and occasionally practices semi-naked tai chi in the city's green spots um uh, they may all be odd but they give a greater another good turn of phrase genus loci to any city center that any uh, yates wine lodge could never achieve yeah Love to your mothers from is what you're saying well it's his character isn't it, is yeah. it is. um someone says oh this is a real old blast from the past this is a feature we haven't done for years um and it, for it i need this jingle and listen up john's got a bit of admin bit of admin coming in sometimes people uh, need stuff sorting out in their lives and they realize i'm the guy to come to to sort it out so um it's raining and blowing a gale outside and it is worth saying the weather well it's picked up again slightly 
But I uh, haven't checked dark, the forecast. Yeah. Apparently it's going to snow this afternoon no. in big laundress. Um, can't believe it, can you? It's raining and blowing a gale outside, and I need a cola and a noodle-based snack to cure my hangover. Can you make someone go and get them, please? Yes, this is admin. Uh, sadly, it's an anonymous text that doesn't have an address on it. So, um... I suppose I just need to tell everyone in the country to go out and buy a cola and a noodle snack and drop it off next door. And if everyone in the world does it, eventually we'll get to the person that needs... I'm assuming it's a man. That's everyone's, sexist. Everyone's going to have to go to the left, otherwise it's not going to work. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah. So, um, pass left. Mind you, of course, if you wait five minutes, the person next door will drop one off. You can just pass it next door without yeah, having to go and get that, one by the end the coke's going to be flat so now what i'm saying is if you have a cola and a noodle based snack pass it to the person on your left and we'll keep going round the planet until we reach the person that needs it imagine if we did it first time that'd be incredible imagine yeah. if somewhere a guy is just about to knock on a door <gasps> that's unbelievable i heard the call um yeah. i mean it, it, is it sexist to assume that it's a man that would want a pot noodle i just can't see a woman waking up with an urge for a pot noodle my housemate eats them does she she does. She does. I, I was going to say, you didn't I, specify the sex. I think the pot noodle has a large, wide demographic. Yeah? You know, old people, young people, men, women, everyone. I think I just assume that women take better care of themselves. That may be complete nonsense, but oh, um, I feel very bad when I eat a pot noodle. There's nothing, there's no lower feeling than getting to the bottom of one. Because I always start it and think, oh, I'm not going to be able to eat this. And then when I finish it, you think, oh, God, that's in me now. I've never eaten a pot noodle. Wow. I never, we should do a Radio 4 series about this. <laughs> um, we shouldn't. Someone's already doing it. But, um, wow. I'm, do you reckon we could... Let's, I um, should have one, shouldn't I? Let's send 4D over the road. Let's send 4D over the road to the news agents to get a pot noodle. Right, you've just... Live radio is happening. <laughs> before you leave the studio today, you will have eaten some hydrogenated fats. Okay, How so do you feel about that in your life? Mm, breakfast. <laughs> we'll have a short trail and then we'll have Animal Collective and My Girls. My Girls by Animal Collective. We've had an email in. I played a few clips in the first half hour, uh, first hour of things that have made me laugh from the week. And this one comes in from Chris in Glasgow. Uh, Dan, shall I do a voice or not? Please do. Okay, yep. lovely. Well, technically this was your idea. On the subject of bizarre on-air moments, check out this from Five Live Sport on Thursday at about 7.35. That's not Glasgow, is it? Not quite. No, it needs to be a little See bit... See you! A bit more, more, more Scottish. More Scottish. <laughs> I can't go more go, Scottish. Go, 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 go. Um, from Five Live. That's it. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> uh, on Thursday at about 7.35, I was driving... It's gone Northern Irish that's, now, hasn't yeah, it? That's all right. Yeah, I'm abandoning this. Of mixed parentage. I'm getting out of this. I was driving home and was sure I heard Mark Saggers refer to the testicles in Trinidad instead of the test match in Trinidad. I thought I was losing it. But I've checked on iPlayer and sure enough, there it is, crystal clear and in digital quality, as they say. I reckon he was dared to do it. There's no... No way that could be a slip. Can't find any mention of this on the web anywhere. I reckon Saggers thinks he's got away with it. Well, Saggers always does. Chris in Glasgow, and we have the clip now. See whether you think this... It's difficult. It's dubious. I don't know whether it sounds like he's saying testicles in Trinidad or not. Testicles from Trinidad. No, he is. Yeah, he definitely is. is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he definitely is. Testicles from Trinidad. <laughs> very nice to hear from me. A bad week for Five Live this week, but um, thank you very much for picking up on that, Chris, in Glasgow. Um, <laughs> we will certainly, if you hear anyone mentioning testicles, I can see Matt Ford is back in the building with a dried noodle snack oh, for Dan Atkinson. How do you feel? Are you I feel like I'm about to, to become a man. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's been a long wait, but um, we have it now. I can see it's a blue one. It's what flavour is that, Fordy? I think that's Chinese chow mein. Chow mein. Chinese chow mein. Okay. I like Chinese food. Well, this could ruin that for you. <laughs> um, we will play Alone by Dan Black while we pour water up to the required mark. Alone by Dan Black. It's five past twelve. You listen to John Richardson on BBC Six Music, joined by my uh, guest for today, who's Mr. Dan Atkinson. Hello. And also joined by my guest and friend for all times, who is Mr. Matt Ford. Hello, Britain. Hello, the world. Old. Lovely stuff. Welcome along. How are you doing, old bean? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I just spilt tea on my legs. and um, That's bad news. It's a bad start. And and the studio stinks as well. We should yeah. point that out. So, it stinks good, though. Can I... Uh, I've got this pot noodle in front of me, and I've, yeah. I've been told I'm meant to stir it for two minutes. Two minutes. And then... Um, and at the, I suppose at the moment, oh, there's a stench so that you can only really... I've only really smelt this under railway arches. <laughs> um... <laughs> And it's not really coming together nicely. And then, oh, 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 right, I'm not. You've got it. to leave it. You've got to let. I'm the not water doing it vigorously enough. Apparently, I've got to punish the noodles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really going to earn this, and then I'm going to put it. I can't believe I'm going to put this in my mouth. Yeah, Fordy can't lovely. either. Fordy's, it's quite jealous. Fordy's dribbling. <laughs> if you don't want all of it. What we do is we have Fordy's uh, walk-on music where he plays a song that he's particularly fond of to get him going on a Sunday morning, <sighs> so um, there'll be some standing time for that. Um, You've got to add the soy it. sauce as well. I've got a little sachet of soy sauce, which usually obliterates all flavour. <clears throat> Bad news coming in. I think what? when I spilt the tea, you know the butterfly effect? Oh, yeah. When I spilt the tea, I sort of swung my arm out elaborately. Chris in uh, Tyrone in Northern Ireland says, There's snow and rain and the wind, likes of which I've never seen before. I looked outside and there's a tree blown over. That was my favourite climbing tree as a child. Oh, oh no. Yeah, that's a, that's a genuinely upsetting moment for someone, isn't it? That's Maybe, but it'll be your favourite bonfire as well, so... <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Enjoy it. Looking on the bright side with 4D, an anonymous text. Yeah, look on the bright side, burn it. There's no way 4D has to go over the road to buy a pot noodle. He'll surely just break open his emergency <laughs> snack kit that also contains a pasty and a whisper. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, I did have a pasty on the way in this one. Lovely stuff. Also got a box of Maltesers. On the pot noodle sex mm. debate, I'm female and pot noodle is one of my favourite foods. Also very eco-friendly. All you need to do is boil the kettle. Right. And you can reuse that so she's to have lager out of. And the, uh, uh, the plastic cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, gonna... Someone's seen Dead Man's Shoes. Yeah. Um, someone's been copying Dead Man's Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you? If you're going to copy a film, it might as well be one of the best of all time, right yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, John, I must take issue with you. There is a lower feeling than when you finish a pot noodle. The feeling you get after you've eaten a late night doner kebab from Roy, I think it's probably right. You, no. you came back into the doner kebab world, didn't you, Adam, I'm, this week? I'm appalled at myself. Yeah, you Where really go at me. Forced on me. Every now and again, I'll come in with a little treat. I'll have a, you know, a, a greasy breakfast on yeah. the way in. And you always say, I can't believe you're going to eat that. But uh, Hey, doner kebabs get such bad press, but there's a lot of salad in that. I mean, that's one of your five a day, isn't it? There's a lot of salad yeah. over the pavements of London. No, I'll but you tell can... you what bothers me about the salad. They go, oh, do you want salad? And I, oh, yeah, lots, please. What they mean is, do you want loads of shredded onion and a little bit of shredded cabbage? You get yeah. a chili on top, That's a long, nice. a long a... wiggly chili on top. Yeah. To have at your leisure. Oh, I love, I buy those by the jar. You can get them by the jar. I just snack on those, the pickled chilies. I'll start snacking on olives during the day. Good lads. That's really good not helping. Is it, is, is, they are good for me, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but it depends how many you're eating. I remember you saying that you'd started eating bananas, and we said, <laughs> oh, that's good. It's uh, about 15 a day. Yeah, I had six the other day. <laughs> right. um, let's get into your track, and then oh, let's this is get into your snack. Can I stop stirring? <laughs> oh, that was good, wasn't it? Excellent. Stop brother. stirring, please, okay. yes. Would you like to introduce this one, Mr Ford? Uh, one of the greatest songs ever written by one of the best bands that ever existed. 
Look at it. Oh. <laughs> Enjoy that. Great. Yeah, I loved it. That sting in the background there, folks, just in case you wanted, was providing backing vocals. There we go. Always looking Alleged. for new music. Um, <laughs> still to come, uh, I didn't get time for it, 11 till 12, but still to come, my report on my week of Twittering. Mm-hmm. Full report to follow. Um, this email comes in from Tracy. You got um, any weirdos on there? Um, well, statistically, I'm sure there are some. When you've got as many followers as me, right, guys? Ooh. Um, oh, yeah. joking. That More to come on that. Nice. Um, my aunt's best friend is the local rep for the distribution of pot noodle. Around exam time last year, I was surprised with a bin bag full to the brim of every oh. related product known to man. Hey, w- were they out of the pots? Oh, God. Uh, the bin <laughs> yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. Just fill the bag and One leave it for a year. One sloppy bag of <sighs> leave it out in the rain and then eat it in the morning. I still have some, but they are packed away safely in a box somewhere. I can't bear to look at them anymore without see- feeling seriously ill. <laughs> Send them in. Julie, uh, Julie Cullen from the Music Week stood next door holding her nose. Uh, well, sorry, we, guys. Should we get this out of the way? Chuck yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there we go. I'll just get this done. It uh, just it looks vaguely intestinal <laughs> and uh, it smells. Well, poor. you're going this for a big first, mouthful. My first, yeah. Why not? Go yeah, go on. Both feet. You look, okay. Honestly, like while you're, you look like you were going to lean over and take that off. I'm really. Yeah. <laughs> like I know a, you're not going to want to eat it all. Like a man of principle. You know when you see birds and they're feeding from the mother and they're all going at it? It's like watching that. That fork comes out like the mother's beak. They've done it. There's MSG in this, is there? Yeah. Yeah. Tons of it, mate. (laughs) Just absolutely delicious. Is it? It's filthy and it's gorgeous. Wow. Well, there's an unexpected... Oh, just a little bit. No. Can we get a bigger fork for Mr Atkinson, please? (laughs) Um, Just drink it. (laughs) Well, that's gone... That's what I do. That's gone very well for you. It's amazing. Fordy has Damn the it. musical taste of an earthworm. Dire whoa, straits, whoa, whoa, question whoa. mark. What? That comes from Nicky Butt. Nicky Butt. Oh, right, <laughs> I know what this is about. Yeah, I gave him a bit of abuse when he played at Forest once, and uh, <laughs> this is a long-running feud from that lad who used to sit in row D. Nice one, Butty. John, I am loving your Twitter. I have heard rumours that Fordy also twits, but I can't find him. Please, can he tell me his twit name? The rumours are false. <laughs> I do not twit. Um, I don't twat I think or you anything twit. else. I think you twit. I think you've got, like, a real pseudonym, and you go on. Like what? Stephen Fry. <laughs> I've got, like, a yeah, oh, that would be That's great. You. If it turned out you were Stephen Fry, that would make my year. No, I'd have, um, a, I'd have a funny one, like the... Well, just a weird one that would not give me away, like the Clapham... You twit, don't you, Dan Atkinson? Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk no. about this afterwards. Give the people a taster of... Um, no, you've done your tasters. Give the people a taster of what your 40 Files and One Week features are going to be about between Works. now and one o'clock. 40 Files could be gagged this week. <gasps> The man's never got down on you, has he? Looks like it. Oh, no. The one-week feature is along the lines of culinary, and it's about using food as a power for good. There we go. I'm feeling that right now. All that to come from uh, Matt Ford, whose nickname was rumbled on Five Live this week. Testicles from Trinidad. (laughs) 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 Not a lot of people know that. Here we go, that's a matter of time by the Leisure Society. Uh, We've had a text that says, I saw the Leisure Society yesterday afternoon at Notting Hill Arts Club. They were awesome. Check out their album launch, 26th of March, in Kilburn, London. I'd second that. I'd second that. We've got a third Okay. Have you heard them before, Dan? You might not have heard them before. No, I've never heard them before. I love it. If you liked it then, you should, uh, you know, one of the um, biggest step-ups when you see them live, I think. Just the sound of that in a room, watching them do it. Because there's more of them than you imagine. Where are they playing? 
Um, you can find their details. They've got yeah. a MySpace site, haven't they? Let's go and see them this week. All right. Let's all go out. Well, we're going to need for them to be doing a gig first, aren't we? We'll just text them. We can't just, yeah. Let's just go and call at their houses do they individually. Do, like, corporate? Just get <laughs> yeah. We'll hire them together. Um, pot noodles are almost a third salt to Julia in Halifax. My daughter Taylor is now cringing. Can that I means re- they're two thirds salt free. Looking on the bright side Um, Hello boys, bananas are a natural antidepressant And Fordy definitely does not need to eat six He'll do himself an injury laughing (laughs) I live near Blackpool and we are defo dodgy kebab capital Love to your mother's Gracie Do Do you think bananas are antidepressant because they look funny? (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Just the act of eating one Yeah, it depends how you eat it, doesn't it? I mean, I... Um, <laughs> now let's do Twitter then. You maintain still that you're not on Twitter, and you clearly. I'm are. definitely not on. T- I don't know where this Look is. Look for someone from. who's called like Gracie Fields, 1956 or something. That'll be 40. Dan, you are on Twitter. I am. Right? I'm just my name, Dan Atkinson. Dan and Atkinson. I like it. It's good fun. Just now like- you use it for the right reason. Tell me what you told me before about. Well, it- I'm a comedian, so I've got to write jokes. And mm. having the restriction of 140 words, you've got to try and say something amusing within a, a, a little thing. And I think that's worth doing. It's good yeah. fun. Uh, uh, Jimmy Carr, certainly. I followed him this week to see what he does. And he certainly takes that approach. Lots mm. and lots of jokes. Lots and lots of jokes. Mm. Like, sometimes like seven in an hour. Wow. Really? That is a bit too much. I think, you're not getting anything done, Jimmy. So I kept a little blog of how I... A little journal about tweet. I think this is the most 21st century thing I've ever done. So I put my first tweet up on Monday lunchtime when I got home from the show. Yeah. Um, first tweet, too bland, I've put. I just put something. I think I put what I'd had for breakfast. Felt the need to update almost immediately to clarify. Finding it difficult to focus on the things I have to do in real life. This is too much for me to handle. You're, so on one level, you're living your life. Right? Yeah, and you're communicating in normal ways with your friends. So when no, if I was not. to ring with you, up, <laughs> do you know where if I, I was to ring you up? You'd say I'm doing this. I'd so say get lost. You're writing about your life on Twitter, and then you're writing about writing about your life in a journal about writing about your life. I'm writing about yeah. how I felt. This is too much about me. Twitter. John, you're about to implode. Yeah, I think so. Um, this is too much. I got lots of replies to my first tweet. Go to the pub. And I felt bad that I couldn't reply to them all because people have taken it. It's like getting a text, isn't it? That's what I struggled with most initially. <laughs> I know yeah, people. It is, it's the same length as a text, isn't it? Yeah, it's like you texting out to a load of people and them texting back and going, oh, bloody blah. But it's free. And you couldn't, I couldn't reply though, there wasn't time. There's and I didn't want com- to get into that. There's too much communication. This is unhealthy. Yeah, but it's very addictive. This is my thing, right? I'm not, I'm unsubscribing. Um, I, I left it on Wednesday, I went away to do some gigs and I, I said, right, that's it, game over. Um... Because, not because I didn't see the point of it, but because I really did. And you could get really hooked on that. That is an immensely... Addi- I, had a, I had a point where I, um, I'm i doing my press for Edinburgh this year, so I had to search for the reviews of last year for my poster. Yeah. And oh, yeah. found that one a I wrote. horrible review. A real, wow, you hate me. You yeah. didn't just dislike what I did. I you know. hate me. I know, those reviews where it's, you didn't just hate my show. Yeah, you, oh. You hate me. This uh, this review ended with the phrase, um, this is the kind of rubbish that the system would like us to get into. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you on about? But then ended, let's all club together and make sure this sort of inverted commas comedian has a very short career indeed. Who the hell Sounds like a threat. Them. It pretty much was, but 
you know, as much logic as you like about, oh, you know, it's just one guy's opinion, blah, 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 don't read it, it sticks in your mind. And my first instinct was, oh, God, I'll go on tweet and people will be nice to me. <laughs> and that's when I thought, this is the real problem, because yeah. I've become weak. Mm. In the past, I would have read that and moved on. Mm. But it, it's kind of the same reason, I think, that self-employed people very rarely get ill. If you know you've got to go to work to earn your living, you don't get ill. And it's the same with tweet. If oh, you know- this is an astonishing attack on public servants up and down the country. What? Well, you're basically saying that anyone who isn't self-employed is, is work shy. I'm more saying likely you're to more skive. likely to have a day off if you Not get skive. sick pay. Get genuinely ill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're weaker because this you're within is, the system. This is horrendous, horrendous lies. If you know you can get ill and you'll get paid, you're more likely to get who ill. Wants to get ill. What do you think? People <laughs> no, but do? you just have. Oh my word! You have no, a week. Right. Having the odd sickie right here and there. This is exactly what I'm talking it, about. I never do it. I never do it. <laughs> You've just shot yourself in the and big I'm old talking about people. I'm talking about other people. Everyone. So am I. Yeah. What I'm saying is... You lose, no loser. One, no one wants to be ill. No, and they're not always ill. No, no. But that's different. You said you actually get ill. I think it's a... I think if you did statistics on it, you would find that people who are self-employed very rarely they don't go into work. They laser day anyway. It's they not true. They the front room, the office, they just watch Dog the Bounty Hunter all day and send a few texts. <laughs> that is quality. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was watching Dog the Bounty Hunter the other day, and Dog was doing a prayer, and he was talking to God, and Dog told God to take care. <laughs> Which take is care, God. his name backwards. God. Uh, okay. I don't watch Bounty. Dog the Bounty Hunter. I think the key with being self-employed, self-employed is I've got stuff to do. Necessity is the mother of invention. If you've got to go and do it, you, yeah. you do it. Because exactly my point. And if there's no one there at all, you know, and there's something very cynical about Stephen Fry. The first Twitter I got from Stephen Fry, tweet, I believe the kids call it, said, um, oh no, I'm on a boat, no signal missing you all loads and i thought you're not you don't know who i am Stephen. (laughs) oh he knows who you are mate he's been following you for some time has he um so you know i'm leaving uh twitter it's not for me but mainly just because you could really lose your life welcome and i think it's quite cynical for celebrities and people like that who have a lot going on who can just fire off a twitter without realizing that the knock-on effect of that is people who don't live that life I was wasting a lot of time. There's a lot of people hanging on. Like, I had a, a, a highlight for me was getting a personal message from uh, uh, one of the celebrities that I, I tweeted. Who? I, um, I, I don't want to say. You've got John, to say who was it? No, not Come on, say. who was it? I told you about Nigel Clough. You've got to tell us this, mate. Who was it? Well, it wasn't... Come, um, on. Come on, John. Who? who? It was Richard Bacon, right? <laughs> <laughs> joke right and he replied direct and i thought oh we're mates now <laughs> and then i thought no we're not and then Stephen fry sent out a thing saying oh i can't remember what's the name of the place at the end of shawshank redemption and i was ready to go oh it's you and and then i thought what are you doing john <laughs> you've got an edinburgh show to write you're trying to do a sitcom you've got, you've got a radio show to plan for here you are telling people what you had for tea yeah so well, um, i'm sat by the phone waiting for you to call yeah, yeah, only because you've gone on pay as you go and you refuse to call me. That is, n- that is not, that is so unfair. Matt One Ring Ford. <laughs> oh, what happened? Oh, I don't know, mate. My signal must have just that gone. Is, oh, my word. That is what? A proven fact. This is the two door cinema club. Something good can work. There we go. That's In for the Kill by LaRue. Thank you to Harvey and Victoria for uh, today's news. Uh, it's the last 22 minutes of the show before we hand over to the Music Week. Y ahora vamos a Barcelona, donde encontramos nuestro amigo Al Pitcher. Uh, hello, hello. Um, 
Yeah, hello. Hello, yeah. Gra- right. Gracias. The word's so good, they said it three times. That was actually beautiful what you just said then. Yeah, it was a love ballad, what I said. I don't know if you oh, speak no, Spanish. Gorgeous. Thank I you said. so much, eh? The sun shines from his eyes, and um, I just said we're going to Barcelona where we'll meet Al Pitcher. Um, um, you haven't heard anything about the guy who took me football ticket, did you? No, I did a little punt out for it. Well, I nominated you as our good deed of the week in the first hour because I thought it was a very good thing you did, and I kind of thought... How did I get on? He might, um, he might... You didn't win, I'm afraid. Okay, okay, sorry. Today's guest is Dan Atkinson, who's Hello. still with us. Hello, Pitch. Oh, g'day, Dan. Uh, Dan Atkinson felt that this was uh, self-promotion on your part and that you were looking for a big up. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, the new camp is somewhere where I want to play. And uh, <laughs> the tour's gone extremely well. So, you know, you think, just give away one ticket because you can't make it. Cheers, Dan. <laughs> a lovely touch. I'm only jealous. I wanted it. I kind of yeah. hoped that the guy would hear that and get in touch and say, hey, it was me that got the tickets. Thanks very much. I don't um, like his voice. Has the, <laughs> has the game already happened that you gave the yeah, tickets to? Yeah, it happened last night. I don't even know the result. I don't want to know. Okay. Hang on. Yeah. You get some football tickets away. T- uh, yeah. Pitch had tickets to uh, watch a game at the new Camp. They shifted the date, and he just gave them to one of our listeners who was what? in Barcelona for free. Yeah, that, that's what they do here. They, uh, why, did, why didn't you go, Al? Uh, why didn't you go? Yeah. Why didn't you go to the uh, match? Why didn't I? Because yeah. I, I, was, I was performing my theatre piece. Uh, <laughs> uh, Are you gigging yeah. in Barcelona? I've, yeah, I've just uh, it's the end of the tour, John. The end uh. of the tour. And um, it's been it's been brilliant. Everybody that has come to see me, thank you. Oh, what a lovely touching. And how's... I'm incredibly... I think... Um, I'm not a man who's travelled a lot, so this doesn't really mean a lot, but uh, Barcelona is about one of my favourite places on the planet. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, the guy who um, is running the theatre here knows you and called you a very, very nice chap. Well, that is Clearly a guy who knows you. Clearly a guy who knows his comedy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, I've done those gigs where you come off and you go, how was that? And they go, you're a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I had, on my, yeah. uh, the second day of my tour, um, I was up at the Leicester Festival, actually. I did that horrible thing of um, hiding behind the doors. I could listen to the audience coming out. <laughs> and uh, I heard a group of women coming out and one just went, Bless him. <laughs> Bless him. Oh. That is not the reaction you want to an hour of your top stand-up. I, remember I think worst... one of my worst ones was good effort. <laughs> I remember doing one in Mansfield when I was 17, and some woman, while I was on at the back, just went, oh, come on, give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. I, um... In Edinburgh last year, I had a really elderly couple in, and the, the woman was in a wheelchair, so they had to wait till everyone else had gone, and I was just getting my stuff together, and I just heard her go, um... That's very impressive how he remembers it all, isn't it? It's, um, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh, the, last Edinburgh, I had a guy um, who walked out my show, and at the door he stopped to say to me, I'm sure it's very good, I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, enough of these horrible stories. Because yeah, we're they're rough. horrible, but it gives an insight into the glamour of comedy, doesn't well, it? Well, I think you know? what it really does is makes us sound crap, and I'm keen <laughs> yeah. to stress that we're all very successful guys in our own right. Taking the comedy world by storm. Look at you in Barcelona gigging, and I'm gigging in uh, Leeds at the weekend. So oh, well, there you go. We're all, we're all doing gigs. Two of the great football sides of Europe. We come to the picture-picture gallery. Uh, this week's competition was to take the best picture of you as taken by yourself. How yep. confident do you feel? Um, well, if, if you look right at the photo, it's a fat head, you see. <laughs> a really big, fat head. So I'm confident. Is that, looks, um, that could be... the one I'm looking at? That's not picture, is it? 
No. No. I think you've lost, mate. Um, oh, right. So, <laughs> it was that bad of a close-up that I was kind of brought in and well, maybe me. We, you've been outdone by another close-up. The picture I'm looking at, and if listeners want to go to our website on the Six Music homepage, we have a picture up by a guy called Derek J. Boland. Um, it says, here you go, this was uh, taken a few Christmas mornings ago, completely sober. <laughs> oh, my um, word. I'll be honest, it's a big old head. Uh, <laughs> there his is face a, is right in the middle of his head as well. He centred it excess perfectly. head around the side. He's doing cross eyes. He's got one eyebrow raised. He's got a good cheeky grin on his face and a pink hair bobble. His girlfriend's bobble. Oh. I think the important thing is he looks happy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's Christmas morning. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's get a in Mansfield. That is, I'm afraid, four one. So, um, four one. Well, I tell you what. Uh, l- this week, why don't we go? Are you going to park g- uh, while you're in Barcelona? Let's yeah, I'm going there, yeah. Let's stagger this one in your favour. Why don't this week we do the best picture of something that was um, the responsibility of um, Antoni Gaudi? And you should really win that one, given that you're in Barcelona and no-one else is. <laughs> yeah, well, if I do get beaten, that means people will have to go back through their their holidays oh, and that's search nice. for their Barcelona trip. So I've got some Barcelona shots. Well, I'll tell you what, me and you will go head-to-head this week as well. I'm going to enter this week, and it's the okay. best picture taken in Barcelona. How do you like that? Yeah, well, what's a great advantage for me is I know that you're a bad photographer, <laughs> and I know... <laughs> I am the new David Bailey, so I'm, I'm confident. Wow, that's, uh, yeah, the tour has gone well. Actually, um, let's put this down as double points. I'm that confident. Oh. People always have double points when they're behind now. Yeah, Le- I'll, I'll take Leaders it. never ask for double points. I know in my head already the picture that I'm going to put forward, and I know you ain't winning. Um, so enjoy the rest of your time in Barcelona. Uh, Thank Mr. you Pitcher. so much, mate, um, and um, have a great day, man. It's, it's. Um, I wish you. I, I know that's a postcard kind of cliche. Yeah. I, I wish you were here, but I'm genuinely. It's really brilliant. Hey, it it's must really be. Nice. What is it like? Quarter to two where you are. Yeah, it's, you know... Mad! The mind boggles, doesn't it? The mind boggles. And here we are talking at the same time. And yet, for you, it's... Oh, let's Twitter about it. (laughs) Um, Enjoy Barcelona, and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care, Al. Yeah, gracias, gracias. Adios. Adios. There we go. Uh, It's time for another session track now. This one by the Auteurs, uh, recorded on the 9th of May, 1994, for Mr. Mark Radcliffe. This is Lenny Valentino. There we go. That's Lenny Valentino by the Auteurs. I met Luke from the Auteurs this week. He's a lovely man. And we sat chatting away, and he was all sort of coy and very, oh, you know, just, uh, I thought, that's a nice, chilled out guy. And then he started telling stories of all the things he'd done on tour with them. Oh. Like, oh, wow, you've really got some stuff out of your system. And he was, he was saying, oh, you, you know, th- that happens on every tour. And oh. I told him a few of my stories for my <laughs> tour, you know. We have got to go on tour with these guys. Crying Me, into Me, them and the Leisure Society. Yeah. Let's have one big entertainment road trip. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Okay. It's concept stuff, mate. It's where the future of entertainment's going. It's, uh, it's your time to shine. A reminder to listeners that this week's picture challenge is worth double points. I need you on this one. Um, go through your back catalogue. The best picture you've got taken in Barcelona. If you're going to Barcelona this week, then all the better. But um, the best one you've got. I've got a uh, one that encompasses um, something that we spoke about the other week, shop titles, that was taken in Barcelona. I- I'm pretty confident, but uh, back me up, guys. Anyway, it's time for this... The 40 Files on 6 Music. This week's 40 Files, I'm afraid, have been postponed. I have been gagged by the powers that be. I went to see a film and I'm...
not ah, allowed to talk about it. <laughs> that's a bit of a late reaction to try and pretend that it hit me. Try that again. So I was going, oh, ah. <laughs> well, Let's keep this going. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't touch it, it's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> oh, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> that's how randy I am. There we go. What did you have for breakfast, Matt? Testicles from Trinidad. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> um, so, this week's 40 Files. Gagged. I, I went to see a film about a man that I adore, containing a good actor. Right. And I can't say any more. So, w- will there be a reveal soon in the future? It's released on March the 27th, so once it's out right. there, I can talk about it. By the end of the month. Well, let's get into this then. One week. One feature. 40s. One week feature. This week, the future of the world. <laughs> That's not what it's called. I, I haven't given it a title, you see, so. Okay. Well, I have, but it's sort of the pun. Right, anyway. Don't be ashamed of a pun, mate. What a pun, what a pun, what a pun, what a mighty good pun. A new solution is needed to bring harmony to troubled regions. The avenues of diplomacy seem exhausted. No matter what side of the divide people are on, they all need to eat. <laughs> Surely that common bond of food could be a force for good. Look out, Jeremy Vine. Yes, it can. What if someone created a dish so tasty, using ingredients from both sides of the fence to bring wars to an end? It is literally a piecemeal approach. What a pun, what a pun. <laughs> I've gone through history and imagine what dishes could have brought certain wars to an end and ended the sufferings of millions. Number one, the Cold War. America versus... So the idea is you take ingredients from both sides, combine it into one dish that they both eat, and then agree that they're both ledges. <laughs> the Cold War. I can't um, see this failing. America versus Russia. The vodka burger. It's like a chicken gear, <laughs> but with a minced beef body and a vodka and garlic sauce in the centre, and you top it with cheese and gherkins. Um... <laughs> World War Two, Britain versus Germany, the brat-packed lunch. Many pieces of bratwurst incorporated into the Great British tradition of a packed lunch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like Dairy Lee Lunchables. It's a good way to get kids into diplomacy young as well. And fun. Uh, <laughs> number three, the Franco-Prussian War, the final one, of course, run from 1872 to 1871. France versus Germany, the steak kraut. Succulent French steak topped with sauerkraut. Very quick and easy to do, guaranteed to bring peace for years to come. There we go. And uh, does the word stereotype feature in the title of that feature at all? Look, when you're trying to cook a dish that will literally save millions of people's of lives, you haven't got time. Millions of people's of lives. Peoples of lives. <laughs> haven't got time to muck around. Yeah, because it's time you sorted out the Franco-Prussian War, mate, because um, how long's that been rumbling on now? No, you listen here. I could talk about current conflicts, but I'd get into a lot of trouble. <laughs> there we go, there we it's go. best to go deep into history. Well, well done. And that was, what was that one called? Peace Meals. It's a pun! <laughs> there we go. Matt Ford. Back next week with uh, two more stunning features? Yes. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, that city's burning down by the Highling Bells. Uh, it's over, another show. Thank you very much for your input today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Coming up after us, their music week, talking about the role of women in music. Uh, some exciting news before we go. I have decided that next week's 40 Files will be on Twitter. Uh, we have, yeah. during that record, signed up Matt Ford onto Twitter. <laughs> so um, if people are looking for you on Twitter, they just look for Matt Ford, all lowercase, yeah. in one, one word, word. M-A-T-T-F-O-R-D-E. And you 
we'll update during the week, and then next week we'll have a 45. I'll see how you got on about it, and I'll shout at you like an angry man. Ooh. And do you like them apples? Yeah, well, I can take it. And Dan Atkinson, you're just Dan Atkinson. I am, and it's been a pleasure. It's been here. lovely having you in. Uh, quickly, before we yeah. leave, uh, last week gave you details of a football team to manage. How's that looking? I'm now the manager of Psycom Stallions. Wow. Um, very, very pleased, very proud. Uh, to be managing such a great team. They're a five-a-side team, which is going to be a bit odd, having a manager for a five-a-side team. Yeah, that's um, what will give them the edge. Been liaising with uh, a man that I presumably is the, is the club captain who's been briefing me on the players. So uh, if any of them are listening now, I hope you're not hungover. <laughs> Discipline will be the watchword. When, when's your first game, or are you going down to training? Or? March the 19th, last game of the season. I'll take over from there. And uh, they haven't won a game all season. So March if, the 19th. If we win that, Checking my diary. Um, Come down. I will, if I'm free, I will be there. Um, Dan Atkinson, thank you very much. Matt Ford, thank you very Cheers, much. Blood. Adam and Jenny, thank you very much. Listeners, thank you very much. You've been very lucky to have me here, don't you think, Rachel? Very nice to hear from me. Oh, so going on about it. Um, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We will leave you with some Depeche Mode. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. BBC Six. Music.